Welcome to another episode of Coffee Christ Culture, where what you believe, religion, and how you live culture shapes the world around you. I am your host, Epic, and today's coffee mug I have from a local cafe a simple plastic cup filled with dark, rich, black iced coffee. It is going to be very hot today, triple digits, and so I thought I would switch it up and get a nice, cool iced coffee. Before we get in today's episode, I want to express my heartfelt gratitude for you incredible supporters, my faithful and fearless listeners. Thank you so much as we've reached an exciting milestone together. Thanks to your unwavering listening, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast. I am thrilled to announce that we now have the option for financial support from our amazing community. If you'd like to become a monthly supporter of the podcast and contribute to its growth and continuation, you can do so by clicking the link in the description. I'll put a link in the description for the episode. Your generous contributions of just 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99, you have three options there per month will make a significant difference in helping me maintain the show's quality and reach more listeners. Creating this podcast takes time, resources, and effort. I want to do a great job for you all out there, and any support you can provide is deeply appreciated. Your encouragement means the world to me, and I'm excited to continue this journey with Coffee Christ Culture. Thank you for being an essential part of this community, and again, sharing and subscribing, and consider, please consider becoming a monthly supporter as I strive to continue to produce valuable Christian content. By the way, please pardon any unexpected sound effects you might hear during this episode, past episodes, future episodes. It's just my personal symphony of children's playtime and a dash of chaos that comes with recording from a lively household. Now, if uh, you're confused about this or you feel some kind of way, I'm just going to revert you back to my first uh, episode on embracing the blessing of children. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and get back into the show. Now, we will be diving deep into the topic of prayer, exploring its true purpose and significance in the Christian life. As believers, Prayer is not just a mere religious ritual, but a vital means of communication with our Lord in an act of worship to Him. Before we explore what prayer truly is, let's start by addressing some common misconceptions. Prayer is not about bargaining with God, making demands, or using Him as a cosmic genie to fulfill our every wish. God is not a cosmic genie. Neither is it a way to show off our spirituality or a method to control God. Prayer is not about showing off how spiritual you are. It is not a a, a means or a method in order to control God so that he can be your genie. Prayer is far more important and meaningful than these misconceptions suggested. We want to be mindful about how we approach the throne of grace and that we have a biblical perspective when we make our petitions to the Lord. Something we can do to better understand the purpose of prayer is look at the life of Jesus. Look at the life of Jesus during his earthly ministry. Jesus prayed not only for himself, but also for others, demonstrating the importance of interceding for those around us. His prayers were always in alignment with the Father's will, 
And we can see this. We can see this example exemplified in the Lord's Prayer. So let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 14. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now, in light of the Lord's Prayer, R.C. Sproul discusses the usage of the, um, the Acts acrostic. That's A-C-T-S. Now, this is used as a guide to prayer representing the key elements and priorities of prayer, which is modeled after the Lord's prayer. Uh, so I learned this years ago, and I'm going to share it with you um, by way of Dr. R.C. Sproul. The A, adoration. The first element of prayer is adoration or praise. This involves acknowledging and glorifying God for his greatness and goodness. C, confession. The second element is confession, where we recognize our sins and shortcomings, seeking God's forgiveness. T, thanksgiving. Thirdly, prayer should include giving thanks to God for his grace and mercy towards us. S, supplication. Now, the final element is supplication or petition, where we bring our request for ourselves and others before God. Remember, it's wise to prioritize these elements in our prayers and not to rush into supplication without first spending time in adoration, confession, and thanksgiving. While the Lord's Prayer may not explicitly mention thanksgiving, it is implied in the phrase, give us this day our daily bread, as it reminds us of God's daily provision and should prompt us to express gratitude in our prayers. Now, I appreciate this method and it's order for prayer because, again, it prevents us from just jumping into prayer like we're rattling off a wish list. Uh, this method helps us prioritize, helps put our hearts in the right place um, before we come to God with our petitions. So, again, we're not treating God like this, like this genie where we're just giving him our wish list. We're just coming to him with our problems and concerns. Though we should come to God and pray about these things, we want to be mindful that we're not just always constantly rattling off a wish list. Just like in any relationship, communication is key. Prayer serves as a means to communicate with God and strengthen our bond with him. Above all, prayer is an act of worship. When we pray, we acknowledge God for who he is and what he has done in our lives. I'm going to say that again. When we pray, we acknowledge God for who he is and what he has done in our lives. Now, I want to jump into a few quotes from R.J. Rushdoony on the topic of prayer. Uh, the first quote I give is going to be short. The second one's going to be a little lengthy. And then I'm going to take a 
a, uh, a shot at giving an analogy for that second quote. So the first quote um, from Mr. Rush Dooning. If prayer is talking with God, then our prayer life is most vital when it is most frequent. When our hearts and minds readily and constantly call upon God in every kind of situation. So in, in this first quote, uh, Rush Dooney really hones on the importance of frequency and consistency when calling upon the Lord. He said, if prayer is like talking to God, then our prayer life is most vital when it is most frequent. When our hearts and minds readily and constantly call upon God in every kind of situation. Secondly, uh, I, I love this. This is beautiful how he starts off this quote. Prayer is like breathing. Prayer is like breathing. It is a part of the Christian's life and basic to it. It is more than formal prayer. Important as that is, it is continual openness to God and all our being. Instead of talking to ourselves as we go through the day, we talk to God. Sentence prayers, momentary calls for help, grace, or strength, quick words of thanks or expressions of need, all this and more. Such constant sentence praying gives us the greatest freedom and advantage in prayer because it is the practice of the presence of God, of our awareness of it. Its greatest reward is the growing awareness that God is closer to us than we are to ourselves. Now, I, I like how he doesn't downplay the importance of uh, formal or these uh, structured prayers. You know, we have the prayer integrated into uh, the worship service on the Lord's Day. Many of us pray um, at dinner time before we sit down and break bread with our families or before we engage in a meal. But he uh, discusses further the need to constantly commune with God in prayer throughout the day. So I'm going to um, give an analogy for this. So just walk uh, walk with me as I as I bring this analogy to help further draw out what Mr. Rush Dooney has given us in the second quote. Prayer, prayer is like a heartbeat. It pulses through the Christian's life, essential and continuous. Just as the heart beats without conscious effort, prayer becomes an instinctive response that flows naturally from our relationship with God. It is more than structured and formal words. It's an ongoing conversation with the creator of the universe. Now imagine our heart as the conduit that connects us to God. And with each beat, we confess sin, send our thoughts, feelings, and desires toward heaven. Throughout the day, in the rhythm of life's activities, we find ourselves constantly sending heartbeats of prayer to God. These heartbeats express our needs, gratitude, praise, and yearning for his guidance. With each heartbeat of prayer, we cultivate a sense of God's presence in our lives. Just as our heart keeps us alive, prayer keeps us spiritually alive and connected to our Creator. It's not a one-time action or a sporadic event, but a continuous flow of communication with God. As we practice the heartbeat of prayer, we grow more attuned to God's closeness, His providence, and will for our lives. This type of awareness should infuse every moment of our day with His love, goodness, grace, and guidance, making prayer an integral part of who we are and reminding us of our constant connection to the source of life itself. Now, I just, uh, again, I love that phrase that Rush Dooney uses, that prayer should be like breathing. You know, it's something we do just like our heartbeat without conscience effort. It's something that should be constantly doing throughout the day. It's meditating on God, looking to his his good hand of providence 
and um, the means of grace that he sets before us. Uh, so I just want to encourage you guys to um, not only pray uh, in formal settings, but just be communing with God throughout your day. And as we conclude this episode, let's remember that prayer, prayer holds great power and purpose in the life of a Christian. It is more than just asking God for things. It's a direct line of communication with our creator, an opportunity to draw closer to him, and ultimately an act of worship. The immediate purpose of prayer is accomplishing God's will on earth as it is in heaven and bringing him glory. Remember, we hear this in the Lord's prayer, that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And prayer is one of the means to accomplish that and bring glory to God. Now, I want to thank you for joining me on this insightful journey through this discussion regarding prayer. I truly hope that this episode has encouraged you to develop a deeper and more purposeful and constant prayer life. Remember to embrace prayer as a constant practice and a way to commune with our Heavenly Father through each and every moment of our lives. Now, may your coffee be strong and your faith unwavering. This is Coffee Christ Culture. Until next time, be faithful, be fearless.